shining one was this like you know illuminating the head of this great ancient god or goddess because these pillars look very phallic you know there's a big suggestion that so that we believe jj and i believe this is like a fertility site with the kind of solar male light beaming through the female into the female womb-like chamber like you get a new grange and illuminating it and kind of giving birth to this new part of the year which is the winter solstice is traditionally the new year in many ancient cultures potentially here in southeast turkey as well now i'm kind of jumping into speculation mode just for a moment here well probably quite a lot of this is already but i found it looks strangely similar this head and there's some other artifacts as well that look like these chalk drums that are found in britain now what is why i'm going to go into this i'm just going to finish the lecture off with this just for a few more minutes um is that these chalk drums, which are found up in Yorkshire and also some down south, when you run a string around them, it comes up with a specific measurement. And they call, in British, it's called the long foot, but in earlier traditions, it's called the Persian foot, which is 12.7 inches. This is the same foot that was found at Gebekli Tepe, we're finding in ancient Britain. And this, is, this proves it. And so what else we found was, as we started looking around, um, and this is, someone sh shared this with me, I, I didn't catch who it was, but there's basically phi, or the golden section, the golden ratio, being recorded in the proportions of the T-pillars at Gebekli Tepe. And, you know, we have to question why was all this information being recorded and why was the site then completely covered over? And we think maybe there was cataclysms going on at this time. They were perhaps recording comet impacts, the Younger Dryas. We have stories, obviously, of the Great Flood going back then as well. And, you know, to me, this just suggests that you know, there was some kind of urgency about recording and placing all this knowledge in these sites as much as they possibly could. So we have these beautiful portal stones as well. We find at Gebekli Tepe uh, and at Karahan Tepe. We saw that already. But we also have them in Britain as well. And these are always, the one on the left is from Gebekli Tepe, but this is Menantol. These are always related to fertility and regeneration and healing. Same with the cut marks we find at Quebecly and Carahan as well. These are found in Britain as well. And so these are often related to the same thing. We even find them on the top of the pillars. We find these nubs and cut marks, much like we find at Quebecly Tepe, at our favourite site here, Stonehenge. And what's interesting about Stonehenge as well is that there's these giant wooden post holes that contain these 30-foot tall pine posts, like totem poles, potentially, found a Stonehenge. Now, the thing is, these date back to 10,000 years. So this could be the time when Enoch and his watchers came over and actually marked that spot as part of their geodetic survey, because Stonehenge encodes all the same kind of information we've just looked at at Karahan Tepe and Gebekli Tepe. And there's even evidence of, like, the DNA research coming over. You know, this is potentially a few thousand, couple of thousand years later, but it proves there was these migrations coming over from this part of the world. And even there's stories of Enlil, Enki, and, and so on, Inanna, and myself and JJ are working on this very large article and eventually a book about all this, because you will find that Enlil and Enki are linked with these fertility cults as well that we find in all these different parts of the world. And obviously William Blake as well, who I believe was, you know, with his stories about Enoch, realised there was something going on with ancient Britain as well as other parts of the world. 
some new research we're working on with Howard Crowhurst is we're finding all these geodetic connections between Gebekli Tepe, Karahan Tepe and other major sites around the world. One example here is Baalbek. That's, this will be coming soon, this, this, uh, this research. Obvious connections with Easter Island with this type of iconography. They're also both naval sites, like talking about you know, pointing their fingers towards the navel or the belly button. Also, I noted this. If you draw a line between Gebekli Tepe and the Coracancha in Cusco, Peru, it measures 7928 miles, which is the exact equatorial diameter of the Earth. So were there, and this is also a naval site as well. And you have exactly the same kind of carvings. On the right, right-hand side of that image is Gebekli Tepe. On the left-hand side, you've got Kutimbo and Silustani. And so we're finding more and more connections. And I hope this has given you some idea of where we're going with our research, but there's more to come. This is kind of like the introduction to where we're going with this. And um, we are, if you'd like to join us, we do go to Turkey twice a year, May and September. You can see that here. And thanks so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Giants, giants, uh, regoliths, and mysteries of the UK. In fact, we're going to pull up on that since they don't want you to hear it. Uh, we're going to hurry on. It says, Can new evidence build an understanding for the unexplainable? So, uh, by the way, Enoch was Idris, and Enoch was also Hermes. Hello. Hello, everybody. Okay, well, thank you for having me here. What an amazing event this is turning out to be. So I'm really honored to be here with such a series of luminaries sharing the stage with me up here. So, so today, we're going to get into something a little bit weird, a little bit strange. <laughs> and we're going to be looking at something I've been researching for many man. years with my co-author Jim Vieira, who's in America at the moment, and looking at the giants of ancient Britain. Now, there's lots of myths, there's lots of stories, lots of legends about these giants related to megalithic sites. But there's also a lot of connections with the Bible lands. And more recently, I found connections between many of the sites here, which are often related to giants, and sites such as Gebekli Tepe, and Karahan Tepe and Southeast Turkey. So some of this is brand new research I'm really presenting here uh, for the first time. But really, the most inspirational site area on the planet at the moment, and my good friend Andrew Collins will back me up on this, is Gebekli Tepe and Karahan Tepe in Southeast Turkey, which is a place we've visited many times. We do tours there every September and May next year as well. And we are, there's, there's just something about this place because of the sheer antiquity, but also the sheer quality of the stonework. And now there's connections with ancient Britain, which have completely blown my mind. But previously, Jim and I published this book, The Giants, uh, Giants on Record, back in 2015. And we had... 250 accounts in the book of like 7 foot 18 
foot-tall skeletons in the historical record, often recorded in the Smithsonian's own annual reports. And even there, we found connections with the Bible lands in some of the discoveries. This is our famous top 10 giants of North America. And you can see there's me actually down on the bottom left. Uh, well, my skeleton, perhaps. And it just shows you the range we're dealing with here. Now, many of these, I mean, the 18-foot one is a hard one to prove. We haven't got the bones to prove that one. But some of them, like the Smithsonian, have been recording 7- to 8-foot skeletons. Other academics have recorded up to 10-foot skeletons in North America. But previously, authors like L.A. Mazzulli, Steve Quayle, Timothy Alberino, and others have found a connection, they think, to the Nephilim in ancient North America. One example is this. This is Chief Joseph, who's a Nez Perce leader from 1877. And he... he When he was kind of arrested by the incomers at the time, the Western, uh, coming over from Europe, they found this strange tablet, which was said to have been from ancient, you know, the ancient Middle East, basically. And it was recorded in 1877, this. And basically, it, he said it had been passed down in his family for many generations. And they in inherited it from their ancient white ancestors who had come amongst those people very long ago. It was later discovered um, from uh, Dr. Robert Biggs, who's a professor of Assyriology at the Oriental Institute in Chicago, that it actually dated to 2042 BC. So we have some connection, some kind of proof of this ancient connection with the Bible lands in North America. We also have this very interesting uh, site in West Virginia called Grave Creek Mound. And it was here that potentially a 7 foot 4 inch female skeleton and an 8 foot male skeleton were found in the 1800s. And I mean, the bones were extremely large, even a local resident was described as fitting the jaw of the male skeleton over his face. It was so big, something we find a lot in our giant research. So they found what's called the Grave Creek Tablet that you can see here. And it was um, decoded, really, as potentially Phoenician or Punic, according uh, to various researchers, which is basically, again, from the Bible lands. And it connects, I think, to the Canaanites, which we'll get onto later. So there's more accounts like this. There's, there's more than this in North America. But I wanted just to present that to you initially, because in our book, The Giants of Stonehenge and Ancient Britain, we go further with this. We find more connections uh, to the Bible lands and other areas around the world. And what I find really interesting about this, it seems that Britain, the giants here, now often they're described as cannibals or bumbling oafs and things like this, but actually we believe they were masters of surveying, astronomy and landscape knowledge to an extremely high degree, with similar ideas and technologies coming from the Middle East. Many were remembered as high kings and rulers of the country, often inhabiting mountaintops, hill forts and so on. And they were held in high esteem by the people here and possibly by people from the rest of the world. And so we're dealing with here a real kind of elite status class of giants. And this is very similar to the kind of thing we find in North America as well. And we do know 
that all over the country, when I mean, you can see the map here and the artwork here created by our good friend Dan Lish, that all over the country we're finding this in England, Scotland, Ireland and Wales in equal measures. And we even have skeletons going up to 21 feet tall. But in the newspaper accounts and the academic journals and town and county histories, ancient texts, that's some of them that we had to translate from Welsh and so forth, we found at least 250 accounts of seven foot to 21 foot tall skeletons, bones, skulls, teeth, everything in the historical record, often recorded by doctors, academics, um, and so on. And these were from, you know, there's even like royal, um, royal engineering survey data and people when they're digging up foundations of homes, they're finding these giant skeletons. And yet it's not talked about. It's completely covered. Damn it. Python. What the hell's going on? I really don't want you to hear this. Oh, there's nothing about it. Now, we know there's a conspiracy of cover-up in North America with the Smithsonian Institution, but here it seems to be very similar, so it's very hard to find this data, although we, have, we think we've pulled most of it together and put it in the book. And then we even have a top ten giants of Britain as well, just... For good measure here. And and you'll see that there are some very famous sites here where these giant skeletons. Oh shit. I might have to shut this shit down. Bones have been unearthed, like Stonehenge, for instance, Mays Hell in Orkney, even St. Michael's Mount down in Cornwall. This one is, you know, particularly interesting because this was recorded and it's been published in um, National Trust handbooks. Oh, 